Hello and welcome to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Reuter, and this podcast is brought to you by TheLegendaryChiropractor.com, an interactive and immersive virtual platform for prospective chiropractic students, current chiropractic students, recent chiropractic school graduates, and even veteran doctors of chiropractic out in the field wanting just a little bit more from this profession. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and if you do, be sure to share with a friend, leave us a rate, leave us a review, and also be sure to subscribe to get more. In today's episode, we're talking about bridging gaps in chiropractic education, service, and what that really means, community, mentorship, and easing the path for others. All here on the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast, I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and today's guests, Drs. Monique Andrews and Tamara McIntyre. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome, guys. We are officially live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I am beyond excited tonight. It is not often that you get to sit down with two neuroscientists um, who are also chiropractors or chiropractors who are also neuroscientists. We'll get we'll get into that as well. But this is an unbelievable experience for myself personally. I, I can't wait to hear um, what these two docs have to offer, what they have to say, and what, what teachings they have to bring to the table in regards of their past experience in chiropractic and what is to come in their future in chiropractic. So tonight we're sitting down with Dr. Monique Andrews. <laughs> I'm gonna, I can't do it. And Dr. Tamara, Tamara McIntyre. Did I get it? You got it. Yes, okay. I was like, I looked down at my sheet and I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I'm but, here for you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Doc. So the way that this is gonna go tonight, it's going to be very conversational based. It's going to be very fun, very engaging. Ask questions. Please, especially my students or my docs out there who have been out for a while, ask questions. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about some very serious things, but we're also going to talk about some light-mooded things that can build the chiropractic profession up from within because a lot of times we don't have that in this profession, and I think a lot of us can say yes to that. So before we actually dive into content and your intros, docs, I want to throw our first sponsor role on here and thank them for their generosity and their support. So we will be right back. To Inspire Women is the elite boutique coaching company for chiropractors who are looking to live life and run business in a way that is personal, unique, and authentic. They focus on business systems and money mindset mastery so you can pay down debt, be more profitable, and serve more people. Their goal is to empower you to achieve success by your own rules and your own definition. Head to toinspirewomen.com now because they know there's a better way. Cairo HD, superior cloud-based practice management software. Cairo HD is a user-friendly all-in-one EHR solution built with one mission, to help you run your practice like a boss. Learn more at cairohd.com. Total Clinic Solutions is your go-to source for purchasing both brand new and refurbished chiropractic equipment, as well as phone support for repairs and maintenance. Call Derek and allow him to combine your wishes and his 23 years of chiropractic equipment expertise to find what's best for you and your patients at 704-622-4089 or head to TotalClinicSolutions.com now. It's time that chiropractors look beyond spinal alignments and measured the nerve connections that keep our patients feeling strong and performing at their peak. CLA designed the Insight scanning technologies to transform exams and generate powerful reports that give practitioners the certainty they have been searching for. Learn how CLA has partnered with practices around the world by going to InsightCLA.com. Spinal hygiene products are designed to educate your patients on the importance of lifetime spinal care. To learn more about how spinal hygiene products work and to download the patient education material for free, visit spinalhygiene.co. Again, that's spinalhygiene.co. Easily share your passion for chiropractic and look good doing it with Above Down Apparel offering a premium lineup of principled apparel that's impossibly soft, sustainably sourced, 
and Chiropractic AF. Visit AboveDown.co and follow them on Instagram to learn more and score yourself some sweet Cairo swag. SCED is the all-in-one system that allows for amazing control and flexibility of your scheduling. Yes, your next new hire. Every aspect of when and where you service your customers is at your command. SCED is tightly integrated with your existing EHR system. This software was made by a chiropractor specifically for chiropractic. No joke. Go check out their latest care plan feature by heading to go.sked.life slash legendary pod. Dr. David Tuhill is an innovative product and marketing strategist, bridging the gap between your vision and strategic plan. He will help you design specific products and processes that are both scalable and set up to produce long-term revenue and growth. He has previously worked with influencers that include Dr. Josh Axe, Jordan Rubin of Ancient Nutrition, Olympic gold medalist Sean Johnson, and many, many others. Schedule your call with Dr. Dave today by heading to meetwithdrdave.com. Training the best adjusters on the planet. Syntropy has reverse engineered what the masters do naturally. From the energetics to the mechanics, they've hacked the code to shorten your learning curve on the road to masterful adjusting. To find a seminar near you, head to syntropychirotraining.com. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Awesome, guys. Welcome back to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Thank you for allowing that brief disruption to thank our sponsors. Thank you to all of those that sponsor the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Thank you for your support, and thank you most definitely for your generosity to help grow and boost this platform to everything that it deserves to be for chiropractic students and all of chiropractic. So without further ado, Docs, please introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about your story, your why, and and really why chiropractic. Um, and I just kind of want to dig in a little bit to, to both of your backgrounds. So Dr. Mo, why don't you start us off and and share a little bit about your ex- experience and your expertise, and then we'll get to Dr. Tamara. Yeah, so a lot of people ask which came first, chiropractic or neuroscience? And uh, I studied neuroscience, did graduate work in neuroscience before I became a chiropractor. And then people were like, oh, what was your chiropractic? Why? How did you become a chiropractor? And um, for a long time, I didn't share that. Like, we went to Palmer and Davenport where, you know, like everybody's been BJ's janitor or the like fourth generation or some miracle story. And, and, um, I followed a girl. We're still together. So I think that's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. Been in neuroscience for 30 years, chiropractic for 20. Yeah. And it's a beautiful marriage. Awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yep. Dr. Mack. Yeah. Mine, yeah. Mine's not that short a story. Um, when I was, um, my mom was a nurse. My dad was uh, in social work, healthcare in some way was always sort of like my household conversation. It was definitely like an interest in my family. Um, when I was in grade 10, my best friend was diagnosed with leukemia and two and a half years later, my dad was diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor. And so, um, I, that was my neuroscience like experience and um my dad's neurosurgeon was amazing and my parents were really super open um so you know when my dad was getting information about his surgery and where his tumor was and when he was being examined because i was just a super intellectually curious kid my parents allowed me in those rooms and for me you know having those conversations and and having those windows where the neurosurgeon was explaining when I do this exam, this is why I'm doing it. And these are the decisions I'm going to make when I'm doing your dad's surgery. Um, And this is why my dad got to decide, you know, if the surgeon was going to make a decision between quantity and quality of life, what was my dad's wish? And so that frame, that framework and that experience um, changed everything for me because I was really thinking, medicine. And then being part of my dad's illness, um, I realized that that conventional model um, doesn't really take care of the person. It just takes care of the tumor. Mm. And even Mm. then, you know, it didn't end up being what we would have hoped. And he passed away after my second year of university. And so really like understanding the brain and being, you know, learning in university about brain areas and then going home and 
really understanding the difference between Wernicke's and Broca's area, it was like my life, it was my life experience because, you know, my dad- I got all excited then when you said Wernicke and Broca. I know you did. (laughs) But I know what they are. That's how we're connected. Um, But yeah, like my dad was asking for his carrots and I actually like understood what was happening in where his tumor was. And so, yeah, so that was kind of, that was, that was where I really- took a change. And then I ended up having, after he passed away, um, I ended up having my own peripheral neuropathy and it, I'm still kind of in that whole realm and, and ended up in front of a rheumatologist. And I was doing my master's degree at that point in neuroscience. And the rheumatologist said, um, so I'd like to take an inch of a nerve out of your foot. And I said, okay, um, why? And they said to rule in or to rule out lupus. And I, I said, yeah, I, I don't really think that's the direction I'd like to take it. And, you, you know, you can't guarantee that I'm going to have a full function of my foot. And I'm really athletic, and that doesn't sound like a really good idea. Um, and they didn't even look to see that I was studying neuroscience, and they weren't even having that kind of conversation with me. And so um, everything just led me to what are the other offerings and who else is going to take care of me. And that's where chiropractic was like just completely like mind-blowing altering frame shift for me and it just made the most sense that that was actually naturally um the profession that i needed but also that i think yeah kind of chose me i always wonder like why aren't there more neuroscientists in chiropractic it just makes complete sense to me because wow if you and you know i think for tamara and i both it's always been like conventional medicine is just sort of stopped short of emergency intervention you know like it's great if I crash my motorbike, take me to the ER. Yep. Um, I'll get adjusted shortly after, but let's get my leg back on kind of thing, you know? Like, there's a place for medicine, but it's not in healthcare, really, probably. Yeah, and for me, I think it just never, like, in my own life experience, I've just been in a healthcare mindset my whole life. It's just that it never really, my place in it and what made sense to me all came together through chiropractic. And I would say that probably even more so the chiropractic philosophy and the people that I was meeting in the profession and how much they loved it and how much they gave and how much they helped me understand my own body. I just don't know why that isn't principally the honoring way most people enter a health paradigm, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of us sit in chiropractic school and when we hear some of these things and some people's stories, if we go to conferences or seminars or whatnot, and we just sit there kind of dumbfounded, like, why, why have I not heard of this? Why, you know, or if I am in chiropractic school, right? It's like that conversation of like, I need to tell everybody about this. Why am I not already, you know, 10 years into telling people this. Um, But yeah, so when you did say Broca's and Wernicke's area, I got really excited. The reason why, (laughs) the reason why is because I actually um, helped or volunteered at an aphasia camp my senior year. There you go. Yep. There you go. um, Yes, of undergrad. So I know exactly kind of what you're talking about and those, how those areas are different, but also how we can start to understand the brain, right? When we actually understand what's going on with neurology and the brain and how it communicates with the rest of the world around it, we can really understand what the person and what is asking for and is wanting, right? Um, It's it's really fascinating. So I I did get excited about that. And I also agree with you that there is a time and a place, right? There's a time and a place for medicine, right? If you get an accident on your motorbike, absolutely, right? If I have a shattered femur, don't toggle me. Well, maybe toggle me in the hospital bed, but not right away. Like, get me to to a hospital, get me in an ambulance. Um, So I agree with you on that. There is a time and a place. But I want to start the conversation off because we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk tonight about bridging gaps in chiropractic education. We're going to talk about service, what that really means, how we how we can actually experience service um, instead of just saying we're, we're serve, you know, we're serving others. Um, how do you build a community? What does that mean to you? Mentorship. And then obviously easing the path for others. Um, and I, I honestly believe that the legendary chiropractor podcast and all of the, your workings and the Prana foundation and all of that is goes, falls right underneath that topic. Right. And so I want to, we're going to dive heavy into that one. But I want to start the conversation off with this. 
Do you think that people and society as a whole, in general, you, we can talk worldwide, we can talk just U.S. I don't, I don't really care. I know you guys are in Victoria, British Columbia, um, but I want to, I want to ask: Do you think people are coming around? Do you think people are coming around to a, an alternative, to a conservative lifestyle, to the chiropractic lifestyle that we've been preaching for 124 years now? You want to take that? You know what I think? I think that we have the perfect opportunity for that to happen. And I think that the internet has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. I think we've been saying that for about 10 years too, and we haven't shifted the needle as much as we'd like to. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think, like I said, I think there's the perfect opportunity. However, I think that politically, I think from in terms of like, I'll just say that P word, big pharma, you know, I think that we're still battling against a lot of money institutions and money in, in terms of healthcare. And I think that will continue to be our struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just the truth. I wish it were different, but I think I don't, I don't necessarily think that our utilization rates have increased. I'll be honest though. I spent a lot of time looking at neuroscience research. I don't spend as much time looking at utilization research. I also think, I mean, there's also, you know, I've said for a long time, I mean, we as chiropractors are conscious contrarians and we do question everything, but we also question each other. And so, you know, the seminar mentality, the focus on technique, the, um, you know, we also are divisive within ourselves as oh, well. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I think that those kind of conversations are limiting for us as a profession if we're not willing to accept that, you know, different things work for different people. Uh, our truest, most authentic expression as a chiropractor is not going to look the same from one to the other. Um, you know, there's an elitist elitism that exists within certain frameworks within our profession. And I think if we can really just be, you know, recognize our, we're more similar than we are different, um, you know, then I think, you know, we can celebrate things like Goop Labs this week, you know, <laughs> like, like that's a really, I think, a significant conversation for us to have as chiropractors, because it can be a divisive that there, it can go both ways. And I've seen basically the communication in the last couple of weeks. You know? Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, I think alternative medicine is more mainstream than ever. I'll say right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, are we a part of alternative medicine? You know, we can argue about that within the profession, but I think the outside world sees chiropractic as part of alternative medicine. And as long as that's moving forward, we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Agree 100%. And I, I think what you said to begin the conversation was the internet has made it easier than ever. And and that's yep. true. Now, the, the biggest thing coming around that and utilizing the internet and learning to utilize the internet to progress the profession forward is a different conversation because now right. we fall into the politics, we fall into big pharma, we fall into all of these different conversations that a lot of times it, it makes it really difficult and it, it silences the voice of, of those that really truly care about this profession and really want it to, to see it explode kind of thing. Um, yeah. But then we also, like like uh, Dr. Max said, was the, there are so many egos and we, we tend to shoot inwards when, when it comes to our profession. Um, and we, we like to pull each other down instead of push each other up. And so I agree with all of everything that you guys said. And I think it's definitely still an uphill battle, but it is in the limelight, uh, more so now than ever. It's just now, how do we capitalize on it? I think that's going to be the, the next step of, of where we need to go from there. Um, well, I also, go ahead. we have to acknowledge the generational aspect of utilization and interest, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, we're still, we're still, I think, generationally struggling with health paradigms. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm optimistic about watching what happens generational, you know, from a generational perspective, when you look at, you know, the 40 or under kind of population, the, you know, some of the 50s, you know, 40 to 50s like us, but really for the most part, being willing to question, being willing to, you know, make your own decisions, being willing to value your own experience over other constructs. Like I think generationally, that makes me really optimistic. That's why I actually really love working with young docs and students. I was having a chat very recently with some heavy hitters in the, in our profession. 
and we were talking about like what what do you think it would actually take to really put chiropractic at the forefront in terms of mainstream healthcare and if and really it came down to branding mm-hmm. and the only way we could all agree on branding is if you know we could somehow agree together but we can't even get everybody in a room you know right. yep yep absolutely absolutely agree um so moving moving on to our actual topics i just wanted to ask that because i think it's a it's a good question and to, to get your take on that i think firsthand is really important um, because I know both of you are very plugged into the profession and, and care a lot about it. So um, thanks for answering that. Let's go into our topics now. Let's talk about bridging gaps in chiropractic education. Number one, what does that mean to you? And what does that look like as well? I, either one of you can take it away. Yeah. Um, so my, you know, sort of previous role in the last sort of five, you know, five plus years, um, I was in charge of clinical education at a chiropractic college. And so... Um, you know, when I talk about gaps, there's a couple things that I, you know, see happening. I see that, you know, I remember being in rooms where the first knowledge set that we really wanted to grasp and understand um, was the philosophy, because that actually was sort of the beginning place of understanding who we are and the decisions you're going to make um, in terms of who you're going to be as a chiropractor. Um, and then there's still a really heavy, heavy um, focus on um, adjusting. Um, and not so much on assessment because assessment isn't as sexy. Um, and so, you know, actually, what are the systems and what does it actually look like? There's a culture of, um, you know, as long as institutions are focused on um, handing out degrees, but not necessarily mm-hmm. handing out really high quality educations. Um, some of that is more complicated because you have, you know, um, people, you know, graduating and going into lots of different jurisdictions. You have licensing bodies that are defining the profession differently in different countries. And so it is complex for an educational institution to try to put all of that together. But ultimately, it's not coming together very well, in my opinion. Um, and then the other big piece is that we're dealing with a generation of, um, you know, we're still, for the most part, talking head classrooms. Um, there's the idea that, you know, learning needs to happen experientially, but it's not really happening incredibly well. And those programs that are coming together saying they're, you know, experiential are not being delivered um, in a way that's meaningful um, for students. And then I think, you know, the other big piece is that, you know, when we talk about bridging the gaps, for me, certainly, what happens in the classroom, what happens with clinical sciences, um, and actually how you teach somebody to think, you know, like the Albert Einstein quote, you know, that it's not just the learning of facts, but it's actually teaching somebody how to think. That's actually really a struggle. And if you look at what's happening with boards in part three, when you look at, you know, um, case management and what that actually looks like. And if you're philosophically offended by the word diagnosis, then that makes your learning trajectory really problematic. And I always used to say to students, if if diagnosis is a problem for you, then I would hope that you want the skill set, if nothing else, to learn how to diagnose a subluxation. Because the skill set is exactly the same and you have to think through it exactly the same, you know? This is what I think. Like if we want to talk about gaps in education, Look, it's it's what it's boiled down to is checking a bunch of boxes mm-hmm. and y'all are paying a lot of money for a degree. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see that you actually get a doctor of chiropractic degree instead of I don't know what to call it. Well, no, but, but it's not just the boxes. It's the it's the learning to check boxes, but you're getting a degree without an education. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're paying for She's so edu- much more eloquent than me. <laughs> But but then there's the expectation that the education is going to come outside of the institutions. Anyway, here's the deal, right? So we've been in this a long time. In practice, we were in private practice. We had a thriving practice in Ottawa, Canada for 12 or 13 years. Then we were in education for another five or six. And so the gaps for us are glaringly obvious. And so we left a, a chiropractic college and then decided how can we start to fill that void? And, um, you know, students always would joke around and say, you guys could, you know, teach everything at a, at a chiropractic school. And uh, they're not quite right because I couldn't teach radiology. <laughs> we could teach a lot of other things. But so we're like, how can, what can we do to actually start to fill that void? And that's where the idea from the Prana Foundation came. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really for us, we went into an educational institution with these same principles in mind. Um, and really what we're doing now is really 
choosing how to do it, but do it on our own um, in a very connected way with a lot of knowledge associated well, with where we're actually at. And right? in a way that we know the current generation learns. Right. Like, you know what? So many other streams of ed education have moved to online and more experiential uh, venues. And in chiropractic school, we're all still sitting in a classroom. Mm -hmm. but look, that's not the way... The, that's not the way millennials learn anymore it's not the way gen z is going to be learning so it's time to move that needle forward and so what we're doing is creating venues where even from a neuroscience perspective we know that's how you're actually going to learn best and and so for us bridging gaps is not just about it's not just about helping you learn but also you know where our value in easing the path comes from it's about how do we evolve help evolve humanity yeah um because, and we always say this, is who you are as a person precedes who you are as a chiropractor. And so our programs really try and take all that into consideration. Yeah. Well, and also without judgment. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, how we started today. It's There's so much judgment within the profession that I think that ultimately... Out, you know, if you're not as well connected to students, then you don't actually truly understand the struggle of what it's like for a student trying to figure out their place in this profession. And, and so, you know, them wanting, you know, you want to be the best expression of yourself, but that's actually, I think, harder than it's ever been in chiropractic um, because you're meant to choose. And that's a really hard thing when, you know, you're just trying to figure out, it's not just about a technique choice. It's, it's, um, there's a, like a, a little bit of a fundamentalism that's kind of happening associated with where those choices are. And I, I think that's a really difficult place for a student to be. Um, and there's not a lot of forums where they can feel safe to say, this is what I know. This is what I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I have tons of notes that I just wrote down and that we're going to dive into, but we have so much more to cover. Um, this is just, like I said, topic number one, conversation number one. So we got, we got a lot, we got a lot to go. This is a lot of fun. So we're going to, we're going to dive in and um, we'll be right back guys. Thanks for tuning in. Every chiropractic clinic needs a compliance program. If you are not sure what that includes or why you need one, let Dr. Robin from RHDC Consulting help you build your chiropractic compliance. If you are ready to get started, head to robin-hail.mykajabi.com and let Dr. Robin guide you to the end result. Turnkey Practice is a chiro-focused, full-service team. They are your administrative guidance through credentialing, lease agreements, and of course, office build-outs. They are there from start to finish, allowing you to focus on the marketing and building your patient base while they build your practice, tailor-made for you. To get started, head to myturnkeypractice.com slash legendarypod. Dr. Christy Wick is revamping the landscape of women's chiropractic coaching. With a focus on connection and congruence, she's on a mission to empower lady DCs across the nation to create bold, successful lives and practices their way. Get started today by visiting theilluminatedsquad.com. Imaging Services' primary business is chiropractic solutions. With over 45 years in the industry of helping chiropractors, Michael Tokash offers free consultations on building your business. In the past year, Imaging Services has installed over 100 x-ray machines and digital x-ray systems in over 42 states across the United States. For more, head to theimagingservices.com. The 56-Day Chiropractic Bootcamp, building badass female chiropractors who are instinctively successful. Head to 56daychirobootcamp.com slash legendary for your free endless referrals cheat sheet now. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Awesome. All right. We are on fire over here, people. Welcome back to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. So, Doc, um, do you guys have any last thoughts or, or things you want to touch up on on uh, bridging gaps in chiropractic education before I share my uh, piece of kind of just what I wrote down? No, I, you go because we can. Yeah, we should probably move forward because we could talk a long time about gaps. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. So I think yeah. I think the number one thing that I took away from doc, what Dr. Mack was talking about is like the philosophy has to come first. Right. And I think that we need to be establishing what is 
a what is a philosophy of chiropractic what does that look like and not have so many options for people right because a lot of people fall into some people fall into the dd world some people fall into the bj world some people fall into the you know um stevenson world and it's just like all and then they differentiate them right and it's like no no, no we got to bring all of it together and then we have to make a decision right um, so philosophy, definitely in the beginning. I like that you said that. And then assessment over adjusting. You have to know what you're doing. And a lot of people, we were just kind of talking about this off camera, but a lot of people um, are, are out in the, in the chiropractic world and giving advice, um, sometimes unsolicited advice, many times unsolicited advice, when they've been out for 20, 30, 40 years and they haven't been in touch with chiropractic education for a very long time. And I think a lot of times we, we lose this, um, we lose it in translation with what students are actually learning. What is the process that we are going through? Um, and I think it's really, really beneficial that you two not only started the Prana Foundation, but also have your background and expertise um, in chiropractic education, which is really cool. And then I always talk with Dr. Travis Corcoran about this when he's been on the podcast in the past. And we talk about that academia is a business, right? And with, as much as we want to say that it isn't right. I, I can show you <laughs> my, you know, student loans and stuff and like how much we have to pay to be a part yeah. of this. Right. And so it's, it's a business and it's, it, yeah, as much as we like to think that it's not checking boxes, um, that's why the CCE was created. It was to kind of standardize everything for every school and what happens when you graduate, where are you allowed to practice? What states do you have to test to license in? And it, it was meant to standardize things, but then it got carried away. And, and now we're trying to take the reins back again. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. And so we have a, we have a tough journey ahead, but again, what, what's chiropractic without an uphill battle. So, <laughs> um, so let's move into, uh, service, service and community. Let's talk about all three of these service community and mentorship. Let's combine them. Um, talk to us a little bit about what that means to you two and, and why, uh, it's a, it's a positive topic for you guys to, to speak on. Yeah, I think for us, you know, what we really, something that, and we're, we love researching and learning. And so we're, we don't belong to the millennial generation, but we were teaching millennials when we were at the school. And so what we really wanted to do is understand what that population wants. And, and something that's a really high value is connection. And it's really ironic because your generation also spends a lot of time in the digital world, disconnected from other human beings. And so we really wanted to create an opportunity for connection and primarily through creating community, which is why we created a free online community as that sort of opportunity to connect. And then from there, we branched into different realms. And so the idea of service, which is so, I think at the heart of what chiropractic is and service can mean lots of things. Service does not equal service trips. You know, it's not the only way you can provide service. Going out and speaking is service. Teaching other people is service. Um, showing up on stage where it's all at your cost, service. Service. Yeah. And I think I didn't really understand the what service meant until I became a chiropractor when it suddenly becomes a core value of what you do, why you do what you do. And um, so the community piece, the service piece, and then mentorship, which again ties right back into that idea of connection and community, because I feel like the youth today and even students today are very disconnected. And so we just wanted to create a safe space to bring people together so that, you know, they didn't feel judged. They felt like there was an opportunity to ask questions. That's why we do our live Q and A's and to just really like really create empower, empowering environment, I think. Well, and it, it's interesting because I also like, you know, just even talking about millennials. I mean, millennials are tired of hearing that, you know, being talked about. Um, and part of it is that, you know, and, and when I say it, like I kind of, I want to talk about the value system as opposed to the millennial problem, you know? And, and when I say problem, I'm talking about the generational belief that because the value system is different, that it's an issue. And, you know, some of the most beautiful aspects of the generational shift is that we now actually have a generation that's entering the professional 
like lives where they value their own experience in this world and they want to give back to humanity and others. And so what we know is that's actually who is graduating. That's actually the, the goal set. So it's, of course, their mind shuts down when the, you know, when basically they're being marketed to in a coaching realm or when they're being sold um, or, you know, by people who are giving them systems that are focused on the pocketbook as opposed to the experience that they're going to share with their patient base. And and so it's, it's I think there's that aspect of it, like the connection piece is, yes, you're digitally connected. And yes, you need a little bit more help and support with one-on-one -on -one communication, like looking somebody in the eye and actually having an uncomfortable conversation. Um, that's just the byproduct of actually getting really used to smaller, shorter snippets of conversation. So I, I just, I love, I love that the, the, the wave, the next wave of chiropractors is entering the profession with, with a value system that's really close to my heart. Yeah. I want to give to humanity. I have something to give. I value my own experience in this world. And I know that it's possible to be successful and be financially stable because I love this profession. And I think, you know, I think a lot of students graduate and then they go into these coaching programs with these people who are totally disconnected right who haven't been in and in around chiropractic school and chiropractic students for 20 years and they are missing the there's a huge gap and so because Tamara and I've been their boots on the ground I think we have a real keen sense of what um, our students today need when they're just graduating and going into practice and I think that that's you know something unique that we offer in terms of community and mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I like what you said about service, that it can be multifaceted, right? You can, you can go out and speak. You can, and in today's day and age, you can get on a Facebook live video and deliver service or value. Um, like Dr. Tamara was saying. And I think that's really important in the sense of not as a chiropractic student right now, currently I'm about to graduate in March, but my sole purpose right now in the last and the pat for the past five months of doing mm -hmm. my what we do our preceptorship or our peak program at life and mm -hmm. it's only to bring value to the lives that I have the opportunity to touch and I think that that's so important because if if you know that right going out that you want to bring value to somebody else then mm -hmm. somebody on the other end must want to receive value. And I think totally. it, it opens up this two-way street so that your communication is better, your connection is better. And then you are a health leader. You are a mentor to not only this patient, this person, but also what we're doing right now, right? Us three having a conversation is delivering value for Absolutely. an audience or for people, right? And I think that's really, really important that we drive that point home. And I don't think that anyone leaving chiropractic school as a student should want to go out into this world or wants to go out into this world and not deliver value, right? I think because I, yeah, it, it's completely, 100%. yeah, it's completely different right now. It is, it, it, people want an experience and people mm -hmm. crave culture. People right. crave culture. And it's, I would say it's a very micro scale of culture, right? Because you can create something beautiful in your mm -hmm. practice that nobody but those, I don't know, what do you want to say, 200 patients a week see and experience, right? Like, yeah. that's so cool. That is a micro That is a micro influence that you're able to have on a community. And I think that's really important. So do you guys have any comments further on that? I was All I was going to add to it is I actually think that what you just said is why so many associateships are not going well. Mm-hmm. Basically, new grads are going in with that kind of passion, with mm -hmm. that kind of enthusiasm, with that kind of clarity associated with what they're wanting to give. And they're going into an environment where the expectation is that they're yeah. a workhorse right. for somebody else. And they're not getting mentorship. They're not fitting into the old model. They're not fitting into the old model. And so they're basically landing into a system without the potential of being themselves mm -hmm. or the creativity associated with actually being able to explore and play within mm -hmm. their new profession. Um, and that's okay to a certain extent, but 
Um, but I do think that that's why so many associate and I and really, you know, the docs don't understand why they're not going well. Like right. they're bringing on new grads and they're basically doing the generational slam. Yeah. When What's actually, wrong with them? You know what? Like <laughs> they're all like, you know, so they're basically doing a complete yeah. generational slam, but they're actually assuming that their value system is transferable to a different generation yeah. that really is just super passionate and ready to go and just wants to help and are being told these are the hours you work this is how it's going to go and you're going to be essentially a workhorse in this environment yeah, it's why most associateships fail after about 18 months right, right. and so i think that student you know students need to be interviewing and docs need to understand yeah. what the expectation is and how they're going to create a nurturing environment for a passionate new grad yeah yeah. Yeah. And I, I think too, is I'm going through the process of interviewing for associateships and stuff because right. I, I like you and I talked about off camera. It's like, that's the transition period that I kind of want to be in and that I'm going to be in. So I might as well embrace it, but it's at the same time of them interviewing me, right? I'm having this internal dialogue that's taking place. That's interviewing <laughs> them. Right. And so I, because I know exactly when I walk into a space or meet somebody or shake their hand or call them on the phone or even through messenger, like I'll be honest with you, like even through messenger, we're, we're because we were born with this technology our entire life, right? This is how yeah. we've communicated since we were, I, I don't, how old, right? And so yeah. it's, we're able to pick up on things that maybe it's not meant in a certain connotation, but a lot of times it is. And that internal dialogue is so important to have, to be mulling over this and be like, okay, this person said this, this person said this, do you know, and then going into further asking them questions and opening that up because a lot of people I think get into that workhorse mentality when it's one person is driving the, 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 the vehicle in, in a sense, right? One person is saying is, has the end say, right. And there's no, there's no reverb, right? There's no pushback. There's no, Hey, I think we can do it this way and it might be a little yeah. bit better, right? Let's yeah. try this. Um, and I'm not saying go in and change someone's practice. That's their baby, but also yeah. go in with an open mind and say, Hey, this is, this is what I'm about. And I want, mm -hmm. I think it can be a elevate your practice that much more if we are to work together. Right. It's got to be a collaboration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There needs to be openness. And I just think that, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So I want to take, we're going to take a break early because we're only on 40 minutes right now, but I want to take a break early, our last one. And then, because I know this last conversation is going to be a little while. Um, so I want to take a quick break and then we'll get into easing the path for others, what that means, what that looks like for both of you, what that looks like for the Prana Foundation and all of your different projects that you have going on. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned, everyone. Dr. Stu Hoffman, founder and president of Secure Malpractice Insurance, is the foremost expert in both risk management and risk avoidance. Understanding the everyday challenges of today's practicing chiropractor and the current public perception of chiropractic has made ChiroSecure the fastest growing malpractice insurance program of the last 28 years. Find out more at ChiroSecure.com. The IFCO is here to support you. Whether you are a chiropractic student, doctor of chiropractic, chiropractic organization, or member of the public, the International Federation of Chiropractors and Organizations is here for you. They recognize and support your right to practice and receive vertebral subluxation-centered chiropractic care and are here to ensure that right and spread access to that care throughout the world. Head to ifcochiro.org legendary for more. Be sure to give our friends over at Cairo Hustle a listen. They are bringing together some of the biggest names in the profession and learning from the greats. Cairo Hustle creates a safe space where chiropractic leaders share their stories and their passions with the world. Let's get hustling by heading to CairoHustle.com now. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with us. If you're just joining us now on the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast, I highly, highly, highly encourage you when we conclude this video to go back and rewatch it, not just for the rewatches. That's not what it's about. It's about the value and the content that Dr. Mo and Dr. Mack have delivered 
for you today. Literally, if they had a silver platter, they would just like, hey, here you go, right? And so take that, take that, utilize it and run with it. Because I, I guarantee if you were to listen to episode one of the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast up until now, you would be the best darn chiropractor you could possibly be and you could be a first quarter chiropractic student so i'm not sure what more to tell you but we're going to dive deep into easing the path for others and what that really looks like for dr mo and dr mac and what that means so talk to us a little bit about what that means docs and then we'll get into i dropped your links as well then we'll get into um the prana foundation dr mo knows and then both your websites as well yeah, so easing the path is a concept that um, I've taken from one of my mentors who I've studied for about 30 years, Pema Chodron, who's a Buddhist nun. And um, easing the path is really what I think our purpose in life is. It's certainly what I think my purpose in life is, which is to ease the path of suffering for others. And that has taken me in so many different ways from what that looks like in neuroscience and speaking on a stage and trying to create an opportunity for people to learn to getting really into consciousness and spirituality and meditation and how the mind works. And literally, I think it was Ram Dass that says, uh, our karma is our mind and that the mind is what's responsible for all of our suffering. And I think that is really tightly tied into ego. And so I think, what we've created in addition to just how I live my life and how we live our life is about trying to ease the path for others. And, and we can all do that any day, you know, opening the door for somebody is easing the path, but also, you know, taking a dozen people on a retreat in Costa Rica and providing free care to underserved communities while at the same time, really trying to evolve these people as human beings. That's easing the path. Yeah, just giving opportunity. I mean, really, you know, from that principle and from, from that value system, we basically decided that for both of us, there's kind of three areas um, that that we would like to facilitate and do that. One's through education. And so each one of us, you know, have our own expertise. And so, you know, being able to provide some educational venues um, for uh, new docs and students um, is one area. Service, which is service to students, service to new docs in that, you know, more challenging time frame of just getting your legs on as a new doc. Um, and then being of service to um, other communities uh, in that way and providing opportunities and a safe space to, you know, expand and figure out um, who you'd like to be. And then ultimately recognizing, I mean, there was a quote that you read the other day about community, that basically we're going to move away from individualism and really move where community is going to be the new Buddha. Yeah. I mean, right? I think in my perfect, well, I love the idea of intentional communities and that can be a micro community. It can be your community when you go to work every day. And uh, for us, what we want to create is this community where people just feel safe to be 100% themselves while at the same time really fostering healing and growth within the chiropractic community. And, you know, it's interesting because even just like in the retreats, that group that had that experience together is still super tight and cohesive. Yeah. And we're interacting with them as a group now where they actually now have really sort of people like a new community that they can lean on in times of vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a hugely powerful experience to have. That's how we, you know, when you, when you see that that's possible, it's hard to not yeah. know that you need that in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it. I, I'm going to dig yeah. a little bit deeper, but I wanted to mention three things that I break down life as we're right. Three aspects that I break down life as, and we have our personal life, we have our professional life and we have our educational life. And I think uh -huh. all of those intertwine and connect and, but you're, you're kind of, you go through stages of each of those, right? Because you can graduate and then get back into education. You can start reading textbooks again. You can start learning again. Um, but I really think that what it comes down to is, is providing value for others in all three of those categories, right? So in the personal life, Dr. Mo, you, you mentioned, right? Holding a door open for someone, right? Share, saying thank you, saying please, right? Just using typical manners, but it goes further than that, obviously. Um, giving somebody a hug, right? When they, when they most need it. Um, 
And then professionalism as doctors, as future doctors, especially chiropractic students, we are teachers, right? And so it is our obligation. It is our right. It is our privilege to be able to help others. And like I mentioned earlier in this episode, become that health leader for your community, no matter what scale you're on, no matter if that is the global scale and you're traveling all around the world speaking, or if that's on your micro scale and you are in your community and you're grinding and you're, you're working your butt off to create that culture and create that environment that, that supersedes healing, right? And that bringing people around other people when that happens, right? That's why we don't have waiting rooms in chiropractic, right? We have these reception areas and these community areas and the, you know, the kids are running around and playing and that's what's so fun. That, that brings people together and it gives them that connection, especially we talk about these generational things with the digital world. It gives them connection early on and even further in life if they're an older adult. Um, and then lastly, educationally, right? We want to make sure we're learning as much as we can, not, you know, killing ourselves and staying up super late, but, you know, understanding the biochemical processes that are taking place so that when somebody asks me about the keto diet because it's the new fad, I need to know how to answer that question to the best right. of my abilities, right? I need to understand it to the to the level of a doctor and I need to be able to explain it at the level of that person and whatever they're coming at me with, right? If they know a lot about science, we're gonna talk science. If they know nothing except avocados have fat in them, then we're gonna talk on that level, right? And so we have to meet people where they're at. So I, I love I love the Prana Foundation. Now I wanna ask the fun question that you're gonna be like, he's gotta ask this. What does Prana mean? Where did it come from and why Prana? <laughs> Prana is, it actually means breath of life. And it's like, it's that, it literally means it's the life force that drives you from the moment of conception through your whole existence. And so, uh, you know, we actually have been using the idea of Prana for over 20 years before it was everywhere before the prana clothing line like we our original chiropractic office was called prana chiropractic clinic mm -hmm. center prana chiropractic center mm -hmm. right and so when we created the foundation we were like what should we call it and we just came back to this guiding principle for us which is life force which is really at the heart of what chiropractic is about right yeah. removing any interference to that life force yeah awesome yeah we were prana chiropractic center we were the prana group and now we're the prana foundation so yeah. we're evolving but that basic principle has stayed with us during our entire career yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think that speaks volumes as well to to just going back and being able to be like all right yeah that's where this came from right this is this is that whole foundation even though right you i like how you broke it down and we're like before it was trendy we were using this right because i think that's important that you know you're not you're not using it because of a trend this means something to you and we can truly yeah, see that in your in your faces and your expressions and um in your eyes so the the prana foundation creating a community of of people that it's a safe space to to love one another and learn, right? And we go back to the we, the bullet number one, topic number one and bridging gap in chiropractic education and truly creating that learning experience that people and students deserve. And I think that's really, really important. So if, if you are a chiropractic student, I highly, I dropped the link right down there. It's the pranafoundation.org. Go to the website, check it out, see what it's all about. Read more about Dr. Mo, Dr. Mack. And, and get to know them a little bit, but also go on one of their retreats. I know you guys just did one. Can you talk to us a little bit about how that went and what that looks like? Oh, it was, it was, you know, you often hear people talk about retreats and the word that they use all the time is transformational. And it's so true. <laughs> like we, we had just about six women with us and every single one of them said that that one week together with us radically changed their life. Um, and that's our vision really. Right. So we have another one coming up in March, March 28th to April 3rd. We still have a couple of spots left there. And then we got another one dialed in for June, June 28th to July 4th. Um, we've got a training camp happening in Victoria, BC. Uh, when is that in June, in June too, we, we'll list all this stuff. If you go to our, um, 
Um, actually, we have a community page, the Prana uh, Foundation Community, which is a private Facebook group, but it's open to anybody and it's a free resource. Tons of students and docs on there. So if anybody's interested in joining, we can provide a link for that too. Um, yeah, we do um, within the foundation itself with that private group, we do lives um, and that's, you know, we put as much sort of complimentary, you know, content as we can. And that's actually just really um, picking up because, of course, we've only been doing this for yeah, we've been doing months now, live so. Q&As every other week. And now we're about to start to drop in some free webinars. We're constantly asking, you know, the, our community what it is you want. And so um some free webinars and other cool stuff happening. Like we're, it's not just, you know, the, the community, it's really near and dear to our hearts. Like it really is what we say. And that is, it's a free community resource to really bring people together to lift up our profession. Yeah. Absolutely. And the educational piece, because, you know, when you say, you know, there's your personal life, your professional life and your education life, um, that could not be more true for us. And so, you know, I love thinking. I love learning. I love sharing um, that content um, to those that are interested. And so, um, you know, so within that community, we each have our own sort of, yeah. you know, our own kind of interest from an educational perspective. And so you're just, you know, you've just basically sharing your gifts through education through Dr. Monoz. So, yeah. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about that. So that's the pranafoundation.org. Go to the pranafoundation.org. That's P-R-A-N-A, all right? Um, and so that's absolutely awesome. I'm so stoked for you guys. And like I said, when we first, before we started this live, I saw it from, you know, launch and your whole entire experience because I follow all of the people pretty much in your corner. And I was like, this is awesome. This is great. Um, I believe I'm in the group. I'm not sure. I'm in so many groups. It's unbelievable. Um, but but I absolutely love it. I think you guys are doing amazing things. DrMoKnows.com just launched, I think, maybe two days ago. Um, yeah, DrMoKnows.com just launched this week. Talk to and, us about uh, that. Yeah, there's been so much interest. So basically what I've done is I've created a live interactive science conference. And every two weeks, anybody can sign up. And if you go to drmonos.com, you can, it'll take you right through there. Um, and that basically what happens is I break down the science in a way that people understand. Like a lot of people shy away from it. Either, the, you know, things I hear all the time is I don't have a science brain or I don't want to read science journals. And I get it. Like, if you're not into that, it's really hard to sit down and try and read a journal. Maybe you don't even understand. Right. And so what I saw was this problem that so many chiropractors and students have, which is like, look, I don't have time to do this or it's way too complicated. Mm -hmm. But what I know is that when we understand the science, our conviction is really strong. And that's what makes us powerful as a profession. And so what I've done is I've created a program where every two weeks I get together with whoever signs up for my program and we break down the latest research in a way that you can understand. And then we talk about how can you use this to communicate it to others? Because I don't actually think that you're going to be talking about Krebs cycle with people, but you might want to know that when you adjust people, you're impacting the brain and how that happens. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is not just teach the science, but I teach people how to communicate it in a way that really helps them deal with objections from their patients, you know, dealing with naysayers from, you know, Aunt Lorraine, the medical doctor who hates chiropractic. Like, how do we change the culture. And I think the one way that we do that is we arm people with information. And that's something that Dr. Monos is designed to do. And so. there's free resources. You've got, you know, a yeah. reading list, you've got top, you know, however many articles, a couple hundred can... journal articles that I think are the essentials, Yeah. but I'll focus on every couple of weeks. I'll pick an article that's, I think really fresh and really helps propel our profession forward. And we'll break that down. And a lot of people have already signed up. Um, so yeah, that's, I'm super excited for that opportunity. Yeah, Absolutely. I haven't, um, I haven't sort of publicly shared, but I'm, um, I'm just launching a clinical mentorship, and I am doing it by invite only right now, just because of the number of students. Like I, I on a very regular basis and have for a really long time received daily questions about cases and how to proceed and what to do. And so I just extended an invite to some of those individuals that have, you know, we've been kind of sharing that sort of space. And I'm going to do a 90 day small group 
um, clinical mentorship where we're going to talk about your cases and we're going to talk about management and we're going to talk about boundaries and communication and really just focus on the clinical aspect of mentorship that, you know, in those associateships that you thought you were going to get it, but you didn't, or you decided to do a scratch startup, but realized it would be really lovely to have somebody that you could, you know, have a little bit more of a heavy lean um, when things are, you know, a little bit out of your comfort zone. And so I'm super excited. I've, um, I have some newer docs that have signed up um, by invite, and uh, that's the kind of work that I really love doing. So I'm super Dr. Max, a clinical genius, and everybody that knows her or, like, who gets to be under her care is like, how does she know so much? And so finally she's created a venue where people can get access to, like, that massive knowledge bank. <laughs> And, uh, you know, she's she's not as bold as me and out there and sharing it all yet. But, you know, stay tuned because her programs are going to fill up really quickly. And, um, yeah, it's an incredible opportunity if you have that to work with her. We're just welcoming. She's welcoming her first intern who's going to be working closely with her. And so, you know, students are already asking about internships into the beginning of next year to work one-on-one -on -one with Dr. Mack in the office. So um, that's, yeah, it's coming. That's, yeah, something pretty fantastic. Awesome. It's what I love. It's what I loved about being in that um, clinic environment was being with the students, with their patients, and helping facilitate their thoughtfulness associated with the care and being involved in that way. And so on our retreats when we're providing service, yeah. I love that environment to just support support a new doc and a student as they're kind of working through the cases. Somebody said, it. somebody said, Dr. Mo knows and Dr. Mac shows. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. You guys are two absolute idols of mine, heroes of mine. And I think that, and I know that, um, going forward with the chiropractic profession, I know that we're in good hands with, with you two and the programs that you're releasing and for chiropractic students, right? It's like they, there's always this need and this asking of like, Hey, where can I find authentic information that is real to the point and I can trust, right? And I think that's something that a lot of people have trouble with going through chiropractic school because at the very beginning of this episode, we talked all about, you know, there we, there's this, you know, contradiction of choosing and the differences and all of this stuff going on in the chiropractic world. And we're also start trying to learn the Krebs cycle and memorize it and <laughs> apply it on a test. And then, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I don't want to think about, you know, the differences in all of this stuff while I'm trying to actually learn what I need to know to help people get well. Um, so yeah. this is a great resource. And aside from all of the great sponsors that work with the uh, legendary chiropractor podcast, I am more than happy to say that the Prana Foundation and both of your programs, drmonos.com and drmaxshows.com, maybe I don't know what it's going to be yet, <laughs> but um, maybe that, um, but yeah, they're, they're going to be great programs and I will recommend them to students when they ask because I think it's important to know not only people personally, but also what is their objective? Do they have ulterior motives? And I can I can honestly say that you two do not. And I absolutely love that because as we also said in this podcast, we get sold to a lot. Chiropractic students, I would say, is yep. the most um, um, saturated market in the in, on the face of the planet. And so that's why if you can learn how to utilize, in my opinion, if you can learn how to utilize free content the best you can, and then when you really find something you're engaged with and you love, then you take it that next step further, right? Because I think that's that's a lot of times where we get, we're juggling too many things in our heads. Um, so I absolutely am honored to have you guys on the show. Thank you so much for being on here. Their links are all, whoop, other way, all down there. <laughs> Thepranafoundation.org, drmonose.com, drmoniqueandrews.com, and drtameramcintyre.com. All there for you. Go check it out. It, they're amazing, amazing people. And I'm really, really honored to have you on the show. And I was honored to break it down with two neuroscientists, two chiropractors, and just, you know, sharing what's up with the with the chiropractic community. So um, thank you both for being on. Is there any last minute things that you, you'd like to share with the audience tonight? Uh, just a huge thank you to you, um, you know, to create this kind of venue and especially, you know, your 14th quarter getting ready to go. We wish you all the best and we hope that the net that's created, you know, 
that you've created in this forum, but also the net that you've created for others is hugely powerful. So thank you for your service to the profession before you even have that license. So Absolutely. yeah, I would, you, I would echo that and say that you're just crushing it, Johnny. And it's yeah. like what you're doing is phenomenal for somebody who is still in school. And then the only other thing I would really invite people to come and join the Prana Foundation community on Facebook. It's free. There's tons of cool shit. There's great information. You can get access to all of our programs through there. And, and we're just getting you'll started. You'll be dialed in. We're really just getting started, but I'm super excited to yeah. be able to have a forum like that to help. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love it. I love you both. Thank you for being on the show. And everyone watching, be on the lookout for more announcements. We are releasing our or debuting our team members that we are taking on. We have six chiropractic students and one doctor of chiropractic that is joining the legendary chiropractor team to help grow it and build it to everything that it is, to everything that it can be and should be. Um, and we also have a brand new platform that is going to be released July, but we will be soft launching it for beta in April. And so we are so, so, so excited for that. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Dr. Mo. Thank you, Dr. Mack. And I appreciate both of you. Go check out the Prana Foundation. It's absolutely where you need to be. And if this isn't, if you weren't thinking about it before, this is your sign. Go do it. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. Again, I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and you're listening to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for engaging with us on all of our platforms, including, but not limited to, Facebook and Instagram, all at The Legendary Chiropractor. Be sure to check our home site out at thelegendarychiropractor.com, as we have much to offer for prospective chiropractic students, current chiropractic students, recent chiropractic school graduates, and even veteran doctors of chiropractic out in the field. And lastly, I'd like to thank not only you, our listener, but also our podcast sponsors. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. So I encourage you to go check out their websites and what they have to offer in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again. Stay legendary, my friends.